Hey Bubblies, welcome to a mini bubble of this little old podcast, My Streaming Bubble. I'm your host, Jen, and today, the only one being tolerated is me by you. I hope I'm tolerable. So according to Podbean, my podcast hosting site, this is my 100th episode. Yay! But it looks to be counting total uploads, which does include a bonus mini bubble of the San Diego Comic-Con released trailers and the trailer for this podcast. Regardless, 100 upload. <laughs> regardless, 100 uploads is an awesome accomplishment, and for that, I toot my own horn. Toot toot. I think I could do better than that. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop. So today, I'm just going to be sharing with you all a few of the things that have been streaming in my bubble. For the actual 100th episode, I'll answer the questions I received when I first announced I was going to do a mini AMA, Ask Me Anything bubble, like decades ago. Not really, time just does not have a meaning. I'll also premiere the new logo for the podcast that I've been working on, and I think I've finally settled on the right one, the perfect one. So just know that those are coming soon. Now, before we get to it, let me know what you've been streaming in your bubble. Or if you have any recommendations, post them in the comments. Tweet at me at, oh my God. You can hit me up on Twitter at Streaming Bubble. You can send an email to mystreamingbubble at gmail.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook as mystreamingbubble and let me know there. Without further ado, let me tell you about what's been streaming in my bubble. Well, there's always the lovely, and it's my excuse to sit around and watch a bunch of TV pod prep. Uh, These last few weeks, it's been White Collar, uh, which is available on Hulu, for my appearance on It's a Fandom Thing pod. Uh, So I'll save my thoughts today for her episode. Uh, Just be sure you're following that podcast so you know when that episode will drop. Hubby and I finished season three of Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix, and Oh my God, this show is so good. It's like an Animatrix meets Black Mirror. The episodes are pretty short. I I don't, I think like the longest one might be like 20-ish minutes, but all somewhere kind of between like the 10 and 15-ish minute uh, runtime. Each episode is separate, so it's anthology style, kind of like uh, Animatrix. And then each episode is a different animation style, like Animatrix. Some of the episodes deal with technology. Maybe technology has run amok or taken over. So that's where I get the Black Mirror feel from uh, from it. And then some episodes just deal with humanity. Uh, this last season was really good. I loved that uh, first episode. Let's get the title. Let's see if I'm ready for this today. All right. So season three, episode one, Three Robots, Exit Strategies, and these three little robots, uh, they're really funny and pretty adorable. They're going around and checking out all these places where humans went to try and survive uh, the great robot takeover. Uh, One of the other other episodes, uh, The Very Pulse of the Machine, Uh, it's in space, space exploration, Uh, the IMDb synopsis, when an exploratory mission to a Jovian moon ends in disaster, the lone survivor must begin a perilous but mind-expanding journey. 
to like, and she's like crossing the planet, trying to get to safety, whatever, trying to get help. But she's, she's taking morphine because she's in pain and just the visuals of that episode and the animation again, it's just, that one's so, so beautiful to watch and and just kind of a wild story in of itself. And then just real quick, the last one that I want to mention from season three, it's the last episode, Jabaro, a deaf knight and a siren of myth become entwined in a deadly dance, a fatal attraction infused with blood, death and treasure. This one was another really gorgeous one to watch. Uh, the deaf knight, uh, again, being like one of the other main characters in this in this one. Uh, some of the story is kind of told from his point of view, so it's all muffled. Basically, him and the other knights come riding up to a lake, and the siren pops up, and she's doing her singing and her dancing, and the dancing and the animation is absolutely fucking gorgeous. It really looks like a bejeweled woman dancing on the water. Like, that is how amazing this animation is, uh, especially in this episode. That's what one of the first things that just really blew me away. But the deaf knight doesn't get uh, pulled in because he's deaf. So you kind of see all this happening a little bit through his point of view with like the muffled sound. So he's not hearing anything. We're not hearing anything. But we're seeing all these other knights charging into the water and like trying to go after her and her the dancing and the kind of screeching and pulling them in. Oh, it's just it's amazing. And then love uh, the way the rest of that episode plays out. So highly recommend Love, Death, Robots, uh, all three seasons, all on Netflix. It's a pretty short binge. And I think there's, there's an episode, a handful of episodes for everyone. So definitely give that a watch. The other thing that uh, Hubby and I have been watching lately has been Only Murders in the Building Season 2 on Hulu. Uh, I've mentioned it, I think, a few times now, maybe, but uh, it's... It stars uh, Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez. And this season has got a bunch of uh, a lot of celebrity guests appearance uh, guest appearances. Uh, I think I saw like a behind the scenes photo of Paul Rudd on set, so that's the one that I'm waiting for. I think there's an episode out right now that Hubby and I haven't watched, so maybe he's in that one. I don't know. Fingers crossed. But I think Selena Gomez is absolutely adorable in this. Uh, this is the first uh, first thing I've ever watched with her in it, and I'm just, I'm really impressed. I think, like I said, I think she's adorable. And just real quick shout out to the Theo character. Uh, this character is deaf, and he, you know, speaks using ASL, and there's a the, one of the latest episodes. It's him and Mabel, Selena Gomez's character, and he's helping her to get some files, information, whatever, and... He has a line about because she's like, oh, I thought more people or more deaf people were able to lip read. And he has a line, a lot, something like uh, not a lot of deaf people write movies. And I just I thought that was really funny, funny because it's true. Uh, and then she's kind of in distress and there's a, a glitter man that's running loose ish kind of that they're trying to track down and all of this. And uh, Theo signs does the ASL for glitter and Mabel still kind of distressed is like, is that ASL for glitter? Okay, that was fun. And I don't know, that just really made me laugh. I thought it was really, really cute. But I love the inclusion of this deaf uh, character. And season one, there was a whole episode through his perspective. So it was like a no dialogue 
episode, which I thought was really cool, really fun, really well done. Uh, I like it when shows kind of go that route. There was an episode of Mr. Robot that did that, uh, no dialogue, and oh, it was so good and still very, very suspenseful. So definitely check out Only Murders in the Building. Uh, It's on Hulu, both seasons. It's really funny. It's really, really good. I just think it's so well written, so well acted. And I just kind of love that this show is like surrounded uh, with around the world of like podcasting and, you know, true crime podcasts specifically. So it's, oh, I, I just love it so much. And yeah, check it out. You know, while I'm here, I just want to say real quick regarding uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, the the 11-year-old and I, we watched it the other day. It was the second time I'd watched it, the first time he had seen it. I like it, but I hate that Wanda was the villain. And no, I don't think she's dead. But I just, I really did not like that. I get her grief and everything from what we got through WandaVision, but it just, it it was, it disappointed me, to be honest. Uh, that That plot point really was not what I was expecting. But otherwise, it was, I loved it visually. Uh, I love the whole multiverse and everything. Uh, the <laughs> the Illuminati. Oh, I love that. Got a huge, huge kick out of that. I think maybe, hopefully, I think a lot of people did. And I've been watching some YouTube videos that have been pointing out all the different like Easter eggs and connections and fun facts about the movie. And there are a lot. So I do enjoy that the movie has so many of those. Uh, that kind of always makes it fun for rewatches. But I think what I loved the most was, uh, again, just the look of this movie. Uh, I loved the Sam Raimi kind of evil dead touches, uh, like when Wanda, mind Wanda's locked away inside of when when uh, Scarlet Witch's dream walking felt very evil dead like. And uh, even like when Scarlet Witch is dream walking around the other Wanda's house and kind of following her and and spying on her was very, very evil dead. And I really loved it. I thought that was a lot of fun. And I can see that this is, you know, the, I guess, MCU's first like horror movie or horror movie-esque. And I could definitely see that. Uh, even my oldest thought it was a, a bit more graphic and a bit more violent than the other ones, but I think he still enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, I liked it, but I just, I I didn't love it, mostly because of the Wanda storyline. But I will save the rest for an upcoming MCU episode with Marty, so stay tuned for that. I feel really kind of like rushed doing this for some reason. I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure why. So I apologize if I am coming across kind of uh, like hyperactive or, or anything like that. So I'm trying to be zen and stay zen and chill about all of this. But maybe it's just I have so much to say and I'm excited to get it all out and I want to make sure I get it all out and still have time to get this edited and uploaded. Woohoo! Whew! Maybe I just need to cut down on the caffeine. Holy shit. All right. (laughs) All right. Next up is Doctor Who, specifically Capaldi's run, uh, Peter Capaldi. Now, I love Capaldi's doctor. I think his doctor is underrated and uh, I don't think the hate is justified. So I understand that 
it, it's maybe not it's not as well loved and maybe as well received as previous doctors but I think I don't think any of that is his fault and I think he does an amazing job with what he's given uh through Capaldi's run we're also introduced to Missy played by the wonderful Michelle Gomez absolutely love her I love Missy's whole uh Mary Poppins look because I think there's like the theory out there that Mary Poppins is a time lord so I think that's what I think costume I think I had read like the costumer's had really kind of leaned into that. And so I think that's a lot of fun and I really love that. But some of the some of my favorite episodes through Capaldi's run, and I'm just only going to list a few of them cuz I'm right now just getting through uh when he's still with Clara. So I haven't gotten to Bill yet. Bill and Nardal. But some of these great episodes still with Clara as the companion, I really love Deep Breath. The, the first full episode with Capaldi, uh, the episode Listen, and we kind of go back in time and uh, about, you know, the monster under the bed and, and oh, I just, I really loved how that all kind of twisted and intertwined with each other. Uh, time Heist is a lot of fun. I, I just, I, I have a better appreciation for heist things because Laura is a fan of heist movies and I get it. They're, they're fun. So Time Heist was also another one that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, of course, Last Christmas with Nick Frost as Santa, the best TV Santa. And then like Heaven Sent is an amazing episode. It's just Capaldi and he's stuck in this kind of unknown world and he's got to punch his way out bit by bit. And it's he's there and he's stuck for like years and it's so fucking good. It's one of my favorite Capaldi episodes absolutely hands down like my favorite Capaldi episode Uh, and then later we also get the the other Christmas episode the husbands of River Song when the doctor and River are reunited and I love it and it makes me cry every time (sighs) we won't talk about the other Christmas episode the whatever Mysterio one that one's kind of but since I'm not as familiar with the Capaldi runs Capaldi seasons. I've I've been going back and rewatching those and it's I I while I'm not as familiar with them as I am say 10 and 11, he's still a very good doctor and I still really enjoy watching these episodes. So and I'm also hoping to get a few more Doctor Who episodes recorded with my Whovian gallery Laura and Eric later this year. So stay tuned for more information on that coming I'd probably say fall-winter-ish. Doctor Who, for me, is just very much like a winter watch. It's cozy. Something about it just just feels cozy. And heartbreaking, because, you know, Doctor Who. You know, going back real quick to uh, characters being made the villains or having a villain arc that I didn't like, uh, let's talk about Umbrella Academy Season 3 real quick. Like a lot of people, I did not like Allison's villain arc this last season. I've read things that kind of help uh, justify it in a way or, or explain it, kind of shed a little bit more light on how it, it makes sense character and progression wise. And I get it and I take that into consideration and all points are valid. I just didn't like it. That's just me being a brat. But like I said, all valid points, I, I get it. And maybe I just need to sit down and do a full rewatch of the series to really kind of get that whole uh, picture of Allison's arc. 
I did like that we got more of her. That is for sure. Um, I just, I just, yeah, I just, I didn't like it. So here's hoping that maybe season four, since we kind of see her come around a bit uh, at the end there, especially with for, uh, forgiving Victor, that she'll be maybe kind of on a path to to healing or something or or really facing that trauma. Because, I mean, everyone, all these characters have trauma and it's kind of whether or not they're willing to face it and deal with it. I do love the handling of Victor's storyline. I love it. I thought it was it was done very, very well. And I loved how uh, his family reacted. They're just they were supportive, but also still kind of like buttholes about it because they are a dysfunctional family. They are my favorite dysfunctional TV family. I love the Hargreaves so much. I love their interactions and the way that they they won't hesitate to want to like beat the shit out of each other or threaten each other's lives, but they also will not hesitate to be there and support them and back them up. Uh, I it's I love it. It's so much fun. <laughs> but Victor, uh, he even seemed more confident this season, and maybe that's just because of his journey in the last two seasons and everything. But definitely seemed more just kind of sure of himself and more comfortable with the family. And I and I, I feel like I see that uh, in the actor's life too, in Elliot's life, that he even seems more confident now. So, you know, more power to you. Happy that you're happy. And I, I did love this season. And, you know, in even like Diego's storyline and Klaus, how can you not fucking love Klaus? And Five's always a joy to watch. And even Luther was really happy for Luther that he found love and he's just such a big dork. And how do you not love that? And alternate Ben. (laughs) Fucking alternate Ben was such an asshole, but I love that everyone was still happy to see Ben's face. But yeah, the way it all ended and everything and... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what what the next season brings now that they don't have their powers. Ooh, spoilers. Sorry, that was dumb. And in the spirit of saving the best for last, Harley Quinn animated series season three on HBO Max. I fucking love this show. I love it so much. It's so good. It's so funny. And I love that the showrunners have said that Harley and Ivy or Harl Ivy will never break up and Harley will never get back with the Joker. And I love that. I love that for Harley and for Ivy. This version of Poison Ivy is my favorite. And also... This this show's version of Jim Gordon is my absolute favorite version of Jim Gordon ever. And I don't think that will be topped. I'm sorry. I just, I think all Jim Gordons need to be this Jim Gordon from here on out. So Christopher Maloney, I love you. <laughs> Detective Stabler. So I, I won't go too much into the current season, uh, but I've been watching it. And I, like I said, I just, we'll just leave it at, I fucking love this show. Uh, I will be recording a Harley Quinn redo episode with my DC cohorts, Laura and Eric. Uh, So be sure to be on the lookout for that uh, when that one drops. Okay, well, I think that's going to about do it for me for what's been streaming in my bubble. Keep an ear out for some upcoming episodes coming out later uh, this month and next month. 
I'll have an episode covering the Joker with Laura and Eric, and we discuss the many versions of the Clown Prince. I've got an episode scheduled to record with Brian, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh, I'm very excited to watch that. I've been meaning to watch it. So again, having a podcast is a great excuse to finally get in some of those like, oh, I've been meaning to watch it. Now I get to slash have to mostly get to. I also have a date scheduled with the bestie Jill. Uh, No, we will not be covering bestie flicks in that episode, but instead we will go back and discuss season three of The Boys. So her and I have covered the first two seasons, if you want to go back and give a listen to those. Um, But that is an episode I'm very excited to uh, record on. And I'm I'm very excited to rewatch season three, all things considered. Uh, But I, I just, I love this show. And I need to get caught up on the graphic novels. And because those are those are very, very good as well. And it's kind of fun to to see those comparisons and where where they're pulling from the source material and then how they're kind of adjusting it, tweaking it a bit as you as you would for a live action on screen adaptation. So it's so, yeah, very excited about that one, uh, plus many more episodes to come and probably more mini bubbles. I have also decided to start three new episode series or recording sesh series or whatever you want to call them. Uh, They are 90s movies. So let me know what your favorite 90s movies are and come on the pod to discuss your favorite Disney or Pixar movie. So pick your favorite Disney or Pixar flick and come on the pod to discuss why it's your favorite. This list is mostly going to be the animated movies, uh, but if there are live action Disney Pixar movies you would like to discuss, just send me a message and we'll uh, suss out the details. And with regards to the 90s movies, we can do animated movies for those, but if they are Disney Pixar, we will cover them under the Disney Pixar uh, category movie series. Uh, Lastly, it will be... Movies I haven't seen or have only seen bits and pieces of or I've watched once but don't remember. So this is from a list that went around Twitter a while ago of IMDb's top 100 movies. I've picked out the ones that best fit that very, very long title. So pick a title from the list to make me watch and then we'll chat about them. Feel free to pick one or more movies from one or more of the lists. So this are these will be ongoing uh, kind of episode series, like I said. So the like the '90s list will be all, ever growing. I'm always adding to it, so make sure you're following. So I will as I will post updates as titles are added, and then let me know what movie you would like to be on an episode for. So then from there we will go back and forth via email or private messaging and figure out the details. But yeah, I'm very excited to start these three series. Um, movies are a little easier to to do, to cover, uh, to schedule rewatches and everything than a season of something. But I'm still always open to doing TV series. So if, any, if you've got a TV show you'd like to cover, let me know and we'll suss out the details. All right. Well, I think I'm out of things to say famous last words. 
Uh, this has just been a real quick what's been streaming in my bubble. I know that there is plenty more to say about these handful of shows that I did not get to. But I was trying, I still try to keep these on the shorter side. <laughs> you know, to say like, thank you for listening to the ones that are on the longer side. <laughs> but let me know what your streaming recommendations are. What's been streaming in your bubble let me know if there's a show that you would want me to do a mini bubble on that I can just kind of do a quick review, a quick little mini rant on it. Or if there's one that you think deserves its proper attention, time and attention in a full length episode, whether you would like to be tolerated, which would be great. I'm always looking for new tolerables, new people to tolerate in my life. Or if you think that one of my existing tolerables would make for a great conversation partner on a series of your choice or a movie of your choice. So let me know. Uh, send an email to mystreamingbubble at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at streamingbubble, Facebook and Instagram as mystreamingbubble. And let me know. What do you think? What do you like? What do you want more of? Until then, bubblies, thanks for listening and keep streaming. Bye. Oh my God, real quick. I have not started watching The Sandman and I really, really need to because, oh my God, it looks so good and it's just, ah, uh, so that's on my to be streaming list. Okay, that's it. Goodbye. <laughs>